This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. Okay, let's quickly go to the Word of God. I want to talk about the righteousness of gratitude. When the Lord gave me this uh, topic, I was within myself wondering, what is the righteousness of gratitude? And I like to break it into two. Then we go into the scripture in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 6. Pay attention to the word of the Lord. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 6. The Bible says, it is a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulation those who trouble you. That part of God's justice and retribution is that anyone or anything that troubles you, that God sits in power to make sure that he repays them. That nothing troubles you will go scot-free. It's part of God's justice. So that is why a child of God, when you are going through stuff or you are being challenged, it's not in your place to try to retaliate or to try to fight those people that are troubling you. Because there is a God in heaven. It's a part of my justice system and it's a righteous thing with me. That anything or anyone that troubles you, I will take care of it. Praise the Lord. And then my response, if God is, if God can give me a promise that anything or anyone that troubles me, that part of my justice system is to deal with them, then in my place in response to God is to show gratitude. And I'm going to show you from scripture today, is you activate that dimension of God's grace upon your life. By just acknowledging the fact that God is at work when things look as if they are not working right. Because according to the scripture, everything in the life of a child of God is always working out for good. Do we understand that? Always. The moment you get born again, never believe there is a better yesterday for you. Everything, every of our progress and every of our movement in the kingdom, everything they are working out for our Good. There is no better yesterday in the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. And then I want to take you into scripture now. And I want you to watch the image on the screen. It's the image of a lady. Jesus Christ was invited by a man, a Pharisee called Simon, for dinner. Watch this. And as Jesus came into the place, he sat down. And then suddenly, a woman showed up. She knew or she heard that Jesus was coming into Simon's house. And this was a woman that nobody would like to deal with. And this woman came into the house and then saw where Jesus Christ was seated. And then let's read the scripture. So I take you to John chapter, uh, Luke chapter 7. So we're going to go into verse 37. The Bible says, and behold, watch it, a woman in the city who was a sinner. Who was a sinner. When Bible is calling you by the name sinner, she has no name here. What was her name? What was her name? Sinner. So the Bible says, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of fragrance oil. Let me stop there and tell you something. You see, according to historians, they said that box, that box of ointment, of, of fragrance that that lady brought, at, at was then, as at then, it worth about $32. And that was actually the salary of a man working for a whole year. 
So you know it's an expensive ointment. And then watch what she did. A sinner in verse 38, the Bible says, and she stood at his feet, Jesus' feet, behind him weeping. And she began to wash his feet with her tears and wipe them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrance oil. Watch what, what this lady was doing. This was a recognized sinner. And according to historian, they say actually she was a prostitute. And I'm telling you, a prostitute in those days, when people sees you and recognize that you are a prostitute, you are the worst of the worst. And this same woman, watch it, watch what happened. This woman recognized a savior able to forgive her sins, able to change her life from the worst of sinner to become the best of saints in no time. When she came into the house, she didn't prostrate and begging, please forgive my sin. Did you notice what she did? She brought a very expensive, maybe the product of a night operation. What she saved for so long, she bought a very expensive ointment and came to the feet of Jesus, weeping because of who she is or she was. And then at the feet of somebody that can change her life suddenly, because she knows she, as a day, she was at a point that she was sorry for who she was, but there was no way that she could change her story. Her situation was pathetic because she was a recognized. You know, when you are a sinner and nobody knows, it's manageable. But when you are a wicked person and the whole town knows, that is, anytime you move, everybody, they are talking about you. It's a terrible situation to be. She was a publicly recognized sinner. A worse state than any woman being can be. And then she recognized Jesus as the savior the one that came into the world to forgive sin, the one that can change her life. She came into that place and then suddenly she started honoring Jesus. You know, what the Spirit of the Lord told me, because I've read this scripture over and over and I was asking the Lord, what was she actually doing? And the Lord made me to realize, what this lady was actually doing was that she was appreciating the person of who Jesus is. Not, she was not doing it to anybody in the house. Because none of them qualify to forgive sins. Nobody, nobody. She saw the Pharisee, the big guy. She saw other guys seated, but she came at the feet of somebody that has the power to forgive sin on the face of the earth. She wasn't praying, she wasn't begging, she wasn't asking for anything. All she did was she was weeping because of who she was. And then as her tears were flowing upon the feet of Jesus, she used her hair, the glory of a woman. Start wiping those feet. And as those feet were being wiped, she brought a very expensive ointment and then anointing the feet of Jesus. That is a very powerful way to honor somebody. I want to continue reading and then pay attention right now. In verse 39, the Bible says, Now when the Pharisees, Simon, who invited Jesus saw this, he spoke, now watch it, he spoke within himself. That is, he was having a talk, saying, this man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what manner of woman this is who is touching him. 
for she is a sinner. Praise the Lord. You know what is making us realize there? That nobody we approach and nobody we even allow to approach them. Lest they think that you are one of their, our customers. Only Jesus could allow that. And that guy was speaking that within his own heart. Now we jump to verse 44 because Jesus Christ attended to his thought. Because he could hear all man's thought. Then in verse 44, he turned to the woman and still addressing Simon. Now pay attention to this. The Bible says, then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet. But she washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the ears of her head. 44, 45 to 46. You gave me no keys. But this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrance oil. Praise the Lord. Then look at verse 44 as we run, uh, uh, the, the next verse as we round up. Therefore I say to you, verse 47, therefore I say to you, our sins, which are many, and you know that a prostitute, our sins are many. You know, as at that stage, I, I don't want to give you historical accounts. An average prostitute of our age, she will have been around at least 500 with men are sins which are many because Jesus Christ recognized that what happens suddenly are forgiven for she loved much but to whom little is given the same loves little then he said to her your sins are forgiven you you know what happened to that woman suddenly that woman she came to appreciate, honor the person of Jesus. And suddenly, a sinner that was condemned by all as the worst of sinner, in the place of gratitude, she wasn't doing anything. She was just appreciating the person of Jesus. Suddenly, without even asking for forgiveness, a woman that came into the place, worst of sinner, came out of that place a saint. I want to tell you something about the two sides of righteousness. Pay attention to this as, before I go to the next scripture. Pay attention to this. You see, when you talk about righteousness, there are two dimensions to righteousness. The imputed one and the one that is a practice. First, the imputed righteousness. According to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, he said, he made him to be seen who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So when Christ died on the cross of Calvary, every mankind's sin, all our sins were laid on him. And then any time that any woman being will come to Jesus and call him, acknowledge him as Lord and Savior, what will happen to you suddenly is that your sin, no matter how big they were like that lady, that sin will be taken away, placed on Jesus because he paid for them on the cross. And the righteousness by which Christ came into the world, which is the same righteousness as that of God, will be imputed unto you. From that day, God will see you as a woman being that never seen. That is what we call righteousness. That is, you were made righteous. And that gives you access to God with boldness. That is when you can come to the throne room of God with boldness. Because you are not coming to the presence of God as a sinner, you are coming as a saint. And then the second side of righteousness is the practice of righteousness. According to 
First John chapter 3, verse 7. He said, my little children. He said, don't let anybody deceive you. He said, he that does righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. Now, watch this now. You don't expect righteousness from somebody that has not been made righteous. It is not a standard. It's not their lifestyle. Righteousness can only be practiced by the one that's already been made righteous by God. Do we understand that? So, this woman, what happened to her that day? She came into that place a sinner. Worst of sinner. Apostle Paul called it chief of sinners. But by the power of gratitude, appreciating the person that Jesus is or Jesus was, Jesus changed her story from somebody that was a worst sinner. That woman left that place cleaner and better than all the onlookers that were seated and were watching and were judging her. That was what happened that day. I want to show you a scripture which I already quoted and I want you to pay attention to this. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21. The Bible says, for he made him pay attention to this please. He made him who knew no sin to be seen for us. Do you know that this scripture is one scripture that people struggle with? Because people cannot understand how can a woman that is a prostitute recognized by all and suddenly they declared her a saint doing nothing only coming to recognize who Jesus is so he made him Jesus, God made him Jesus to be seen wouldn't you know sin that we might become the righteousness of God in him you see this power of righteousness given to us in Christ is so awesome that the forces of darkness cannot stand you when you stand in your righteousness. Satan can't place anything on you. It doesn't matter what your past must have been. The moment you can recognize that the day I gave my life to Jesus, I was made righteous. And then when you can acknowledge that, the natural progression of a righteous man is to live righteously. You don't struggle, watch it, you don't struggle to be made righteous and then you don't struggle to live righteously. I repeat that again. This is the mystery of the gospel. You don't struggle to be made righteous. It was imputed unto you and then the grace to live righteously is also by, not by struggle. You only tap into the grace of righteousness and then you start living righteously. And then after that, you must become gratefully righteous. How do you appropriate that dimension of grace into your life? It's by gratitude. You wake up in the morning, Father, I just want to thank you because I'm the righteousness of yours. In who? In Christ Jesus. The moment you can show gratitude, you appropriate your righteousness daily on the platform of gratitude. Every day you wake up in the morning, Father, I thank you. I thank you because I've been made righteous. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And as I go out today, I am walking in the light as you are in the light. We are going to have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, your son, cleanses me from all sin. That is how to live righteously daily by gratitude. Praise the Lord. Now, a research was made. I'm running up right now. After about five minutes more, a research was made in University of California, Davis. Watch this. About the power of gratitude. When people start becoming grateful when you start acknowledging every good thing that God must have done in you. Because see, 
The problem with many Christians is that we are asking God to continue to do what he has already done. And God cannot do it. But all that God is expecting of you is acknowledge. Acknowledge by gratitude. What is done already, just acknowledge them. And then you will start seeing the manifestation of them. Look at the research that was done in the University of California. The Bible says, uh, the, the, the research says, research recently conducted at the University of California, Davis found gratitude. Gives the person expressing it the power to heal. The power to heal. That it, it doesn't matter. It does, it, I don't know what you might have been going through seated in this place. But your condition is not consigned to God. Because of what? Everything about our condition was handled in Christ. So the moment you start acknowledging by gratitude what Christ did for you, you are going to serve heal. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are going to do what? Serve heal. Because the power to heal you is in the life of Christ that was imputed to you by righteousness. And then number two, they said, it will energize you. That is, the, 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 you cannot be depressed. There is no depressing day for a child of God. Every time you wake up in the morning, if you can wake up with gratitude, according to Psalm 104, he said you enter his gate with what? Thanksgiving. Because you have no access to the presence of God without gratitude. You enter into his gate with thanksgiving and into his court with what? Praise. So somebody that wants to assess the goodness of God, and you are not coming through the gate. You are want to go through the window. Who are you in, this, in the realm of the spirit? Ah, you know the Bible so much. Praise the Lord. So the first thing that gratitude will do for yourself, gratitude will bring self-healing to you. Because healing is already in, in our righteousness. Then number two, you are going to be energized. You are going to be full of energy. Do you know the power of energy? When somebody is full of energy, you are always out there ready to do. You are grateful for yesterday. And then you are so full of energy for what to do today. I don't know. Have you ever experienced when you wake up in the morning and you don't feel like leaving bed? How many of you have gone through that? You just don't feel like leaving bed. Just like, I just want to be here today. Do you know, when you experience such condition, start giving thanks. You don't give thanks for too long before the atmosphere around you will change. Start practicing that. Praise the Lord. And then number three, he said, gratitude will actually change your life. Gratitude will do what? We change your life. Because everyone that is grateful, watch what they do, what, what, what happened to them in the realm of the spirit. When you are a grateful person, you will always see your cup half full rather than half empty. Every time you are grateful, your cup, you will see it half full rather than half empty. And every time you see your cup half full, you are optimistic with life. When your cup is half empty, you are what? You are pessimistic, you will be depressed. Because you will only see what God has not done. You will not see what God has done. And I'm telling you, there is nothing remaining that God wants to do for us. Everything that God needed to do, he did it in Christ. Praise the Lord. And then as I round up, Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 19. Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 19. I want us to read that scripture together. One, two, go. And out of them, we're going to wait for everybody. Jeremiah 30 is on the screen there. Are we ready? I want us to look up on the screen and read together. One, two, go. And out of them shall proceed thanksgiving. And the voice of them that make merry. What will happen? And I will multiply them. And they shall not be few. And I will glorify them. And they shall not be small. Can you see the promise of God? He said, if from you can proceed. The voice of what? 
And the people that are making merry, you know, that is thanksgiving with an attitude. You know the way we praise God in this church? I will be sincere with you. I've been to many churches, different parts of the world. There are no two places like the throne room. I'm telling you. You, you, you praise God in this place with an attitude. And God is saying that if you guys can take it to another level, he said, if out of you can proceed thanksgiving, you are grateful to God. And the voice of people that are making merry, you are celebrating the goodness of God with an attitude. He says, watch what I will do. I will multiply you. He said, you will not be few. And I will do what? I will glorify you and you shall not be small. Let me tell you as I round up now, two things, two, two, two things I want you to pay attention to from today. Always look inward and thank God for who you are. See, you are so unique that it took the counsel of heaven to produce you. Because on the day that God wanted to bring you into the, into, onto, upon the face of the earth, God said, let us. God asked for assistance to be able to produce you. Let us create man in our own image and likeness. You must constantly look at yourself and thank God for who you are. And then number two, as a random, you must constantly thank God for what you have. God has given you so much that you don't need anything. Everything that God wants to give you, he packages with you when he created you. So thank God for who you are and thank God for what you have. And then I want to give you a challenge. As the year is ending, I want to give you a challenge. Number one, I want you to, from the depth of your heart, because you are recognizing the goodness of God in your life, I want you to give God a gift of gratitude at the end of this year. Package something and just say, God, I just want to show the Father that I'm grateful. The way I've never been before. I just want to show my gratitude. So bring a sacrifice of gratitude. A sacrifice of what? Gratitude to God. And then number two, give gift of gratitude to others. Look at the people that God must have used this year to make impact in your life or over the years. If you don't have one, then you are absolutely ungrateful. Look at people who have prophesied into your life prayed with you, encouraged you, opened doors for you, helped you in one way or the other. People that God used, God sent, God raised for your help. Look at them and just buy a card and say, I just want to say thank you. So what's the challenge? Number one challenge, gratitude to who? To God. Number two challenge, gratitude to others. Let's start upon our feet and then let's give thanks to God. I want you to just go ahead and be grateful to God this very morning. Let's rise up on our feet. Can you cast back your mind? Just look back from January up to this December. Has God been good to you? Do you know many people die? You see, one of the, 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 the beautiful thing is that Africa, we are so blessed. If you know what is happening in Europe and America over this case of coronavirus, then you will thank God that God has been merciful to Africa. I want you to lift up your hand. Look back. Has God been good to you? Has God been good to your family? Has God been good to your children? Has God been good to your brother? Has God been good to your sister? I want you to go back and just go ahead and thank him. Go ahead and appreciate this great and mighty God. Just bless him from the depth of your heart. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Remember his goodness. Watch over what God must have done in your life. The one you know and the one you don't know. Just go ahead and thank and celebrate him. Father, we give you thanks. King of glory, we give you thanks. Father God, we are mindful to recognize your goodness in our lives. To you alone be all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Father Lord, I pray for myself and I pray for your people. Forgive us the sin of ingratitude. Where we have not recognized the things that you must have done. Because 
we are looking at the things that are yet to be done. Father, I pray today that the spirit of gratitude, which is the practice of righteousness, will rest upon everyone in this place. And by the act of gratitude, a meal will become a feast in the name of Jesus. What is not enough will become more than enough in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray by the act of gratitude, heavens will be open. There will be supernatural intervention. And you will do what you alone can do in the name of Jesus. Is anyone sick in this place? By the authority of the name of Jesus and the anointing of the Holy Ghost, I rebuke every sickness. Go in Jesus' name. I pray for anyone on the sound of my voice that is not born again or you are backsliding. I pray that the power of the Holy Ghost will overwhelm you and you find your way back to Jesus. Father, we give you praise and we give you glory. Lift up those hands and just glorify him. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Hallelujah. We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Thank you.